what you're doing with your life. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel guilty about everything, then you're not living properly. And on that cheery note, welcome to the pub, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hello. You, you, you join us mid depths of long dark tea time of the soul because it's christmas it's the turning of the year it's the moment when you look at yourself in the mirror again and go another year gone by and i am me i'm still me and i have not evolved <laughs> although i suppose when this goes out it'll be new year's eve so oh say god say an hour 2023 you fuck another step closer to the grave <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're happy New Year. A, a happy New Year. That feels so weird to be saying when it's not New Year yet. But yeah, it will be. Happy New Year. I hope everyone made it. Uh, if you made it to midnight, good for you. If you didn't make it to midnight, good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. If you did anything funky over New Year's, I may well have had a chilly winter dip in the English Channel, Ooh. which means I will either be dead of frostbite or cholera. <laughs> Take your pick. I'm John, by the way. Hello. And I've ordered from the bar. Oh, we don't have a name for the pub. What pub are we in? Ooh. Somebody, come on. Um, think fast, but think fast. The Exploding uh, Reindeer. Oh, that's good. <laughs> keep going, keep going. We may return to it. Keep mm. going. Um, oh, no, no, I've got it. Santa's sleigh with slash oh. S-L-A-Y. Nice. Ooh. And it's, it's also a hip, like, Gen Z bar. Drag it's all like Santa's oh. sleigh. Yes. Oh, I yeah, thought it was yeah. like a Santa's sle- um, drag bar. Yeah, even yeah, no, better. That works, that it's a works. Santa drag bar. So yeah, Santa's there mm. in full drag, mm. Um, mm. but covered in gore and glitter, uh, but glittery gore. Yeah, 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 literally gore, <laughs> um, glittery, glittery gore, and stinking of the Christmas spirit, as we all will be by the time this goes out. Hello. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm John and I've ordered from the bar some very traditional Christmassy Cape Verdean grog. Oh, because I'm not I'm... at the bottom of the bottle yet. I say, how how much have you had? And we we only bought well. We Shane was not responsible anyway for this. I only bought one <laughs> bottle, and that was in June. <laughs> it's it's tough going. It's still there. <laughs> it's still there. I'm almost there, but oh my goodness! So, listeners, Ooh. if you want John to suffer, please send him a bottle of Cape Grog. Do not do this. Do not do this. This is Let's... this is definitely the worst possible way to consume sugar cane. <laughs> Ever <laughs> perpetuate his suffering, send him gifts of Cape Verdean grog. <laughs> Lovely. And uh, in the pub with me today, we have. No, um, <clears throat> Hi, I'm Jamie, and I'm drinking a mead, as is uh, the case, as it always is, of my own devising. This is my juniper mead that I made uh, back in March. So, so bottoms up. By made. What do you mean? Uh, I went to a meadery. Uh, in the Y Valley, uh, called the Y Valley Meadery, which is a good good name considering where it is and what it does. And I went on a mead making course, so I made it myself. I mixed the honey, the yeast, the water, shook it up, and then left it to sit on my windowsill for six months. I've often wondered what the moment would be where I knew I'm middle aged now. Oh, that's it. And I think I've just seen your moment. That's the moment. The moment you go, you decide, I'm going to pay money for a mead making course and then actually make the mead. The, That's the moment. The moment came for me when they were talking about how they get the honey for the mead. And I started to think, I could keep bees. <laughs> and then I could get my own honey. That was the point. Like, oh, shit, I'm getting old. Yeah. I'm planning my retirement like in my mid-30s. There are a lot of those moments, I think. 
mm. as, you, as you age, where you go, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm really old now. Nectar card was a big one for me. I got an Nectar card. Oh, I should keep this. I should get points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to balance it out, I still build Lego. So, you know, I'm trying to keep it's the, the last remnants of my youth intact. But it is, it is surprisingly good. That's acceptable these days. Mm. I should hope so. It's a wonderful pastime. Hi, I'm Anna Coase. Uh, I've ordered just a tap water from the bar, but I'm pairing that with a delicious, traditional Christmas time satsuma, or clementine, or tangerine, or however you want to call one of those small uh, orange citrus fruits that are really, really easy to peel. Mm, that's sometimes known as easy peelers. It is actually, sorry, it's an easy peeler, but it, I don't think it said whether it was a satsuma or a clementine or a tangerine on there. Mm. Why are they Christmassy? Because you're right, they are. Mm. They are Christmassy, but I, I can't for the life of me think why that would be. I think because it's one of the citrus fruits that uh, in other countries, obviously, than the UK, um, are in season. Oh, so back in the days of like the empire, that'd be one of the things you could get cheaper than usual, perhaps. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Cool, 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 cool. Bloody Lovely. Empire. Well, welcome, guys, to Santa Sleigh. Uh, that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> he had a cheeky grin, listeners. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's there was there was sad. I did once. I did once. I was once more or less forced in a in the sense of you will come to this birthday party uh, and you will dress in drag because it's organised fun and you will do that. And uh, I came up with a drag name which was Miss Minnie Burns <laughs> um, because I'm not Minnie in any way. Um, buns sound delicious. I'm hungry. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> I, really I mean, that enjoyed. sounded like you were perving over your own drag persona. Just a little bit. Oh, buns oh, yeah, sound delicious. Um, I'm, not, mm. I'm not there like eating my own. Like nipples, I'm not doing that. Buns. Just to be clear. Oh. Buns, yeah. I'm not eating my own buns. That sounds sexy, though. <laughs> anyway, um, I had tremendous fun on that night out and I started flirting with the DJ and then sort of caught myself doing it. I went, what am I doing? That's really odd. <laughs> Just sort are. of getting into the persona. Yeah, it's fun. You get carried away. It's fun. <laughs> so, shall we turn our attention now that we're in the new year to the room that you guys successfully completed? Yes, well Woo! done, Onikos. You've restored Woo-hoo. your honor. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you were the MVP it, it, for it's that. It's a weird so. way that you've given me to restore my honour, given that in the last game I chopped somebody to pieces and now you've got pieces that I had to put back together. So It's a redemption art. Weird redemption art. Yeah, yeah it is a redemption It's a redemptive <laughs> thing to get to do. You get to stitch things back also, together. It's a, it's a yeah. dark, dark redemption art. Yeah. The threads, John, that you've pulled across multiple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say just preoccupations that I should probably talk to somebody about, but <laughs> I suppose your bullshit sponsor kind of like explains both of those things. It definitely set out the store, didn't it? I thought quite yeah. well. Mm. Um, I just enjoyed it. Basically, what happened with the bullshit sponsor was I came up with Call of Duty Free, and I thought it was so funny and such a good pun. I thought I have to make this into something. What would that actually mean, though? What would something called the Call of Duty Free? Like, it's either an irreverent indie video game in which you have to uh, shoot items in an airport duty-free to buy them, or it's an all-inclusive trip to a war zone of your choice. So I feel like I took the best mm. option. I mean, why can't it be both? Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> the war zone comes How else do you get on the plane? Yeah, yeah, it will be both. It will be both. Coming soon to an airport near you. 
so the room itself. Um, I I know you both think that was unnecessarily grim and dark. Oh, I no. think it was actually, in some respects, quite an accurate reflection of Santa Claus. Because, oh my goodness, some of the origin stories are bleak. Oh, I like this. Wow. So, Onikos, the part where you said, oh, that's uh, that's about the dismembered boys. Yeah, you're, mm. you're spot on. You're absolutely spot on. So, St. Nicholas of Myra, which is in, I believe, southern Turkey, which is where St. Yes. Nicholas, uh, at least according to scripture and whatnot, comes from. So, the legend is that a sadistic butcher, okay, so many of those through history while we're on that, like if someone decides to be a butcher, then question mark over them for childcare, okay? <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. Anyway, a uh, sadistic butcher who hates children, and I love it, this being like a Christian myth, no further description is given as to why this bloke goes ahead and does this. He's a sadistic butcher, hates children, move on. Uh, he gets three local boys, chops them up, and puts them in a barrel. St. Nicholas finds them, and through fervent uh, appreciation of the Lord God, reanimates them back to life and makes them whole again. St. Nicholas, we have it on record, he has the power to raise the dead and even cure dismemberment. And so was born. <laughs> My little escape room. Also, I just really, really like the idea of the Russians accidentally shooting down Santa Claus. There was something accidentally. About that, that accidentally, again. Um, something that really tickled me about that. There's something really sinister about somebody who has the potential to put dismembered pieces back together, infiltrating your house via the chimney mm. to leave you a gift. It's like, right. I could put body parts together, boy. I can take them apart just as easy. Santa's a redneck in my head, can I? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredibly dark. It is, it is bleak, isn't it? It is weird, but Christmas definitely has that, that vibe historically. Obviously, with like giving children coal, I really prefer the Father Christmas image, the man in the green robe with the staff, the mm. sort of Merlin figure, because um, he think, goes uh, way back. Yeah, he, so I think the sort of Father Christmas slash Santa Claus that we think of is is an amalgam of that sort of the green robed figure mm. and um, and Saint Nicholas, because Saint Nicholas's Saint Day is actually on the fifth of December or the sixth. Mm. Um, Ooh. One one was his birthday, and then the other was like the day that he died or something. So that's why the Dutch always celebrate Saint Nicholas Day, which has nothing to do with Christmas. I keep having to tell people this; it's got okay. nothing to do with Christmas, apart from apart from apparently, according to uh, if I got this right, the book called "The Island at the Center of the World," which is worth a read, by the way, um, by the historian Russell Shorto, a historical book about the colony of New Amsterdam, as it then was, mm. uh, back in the 16th century? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the colony of New Amsterdam had lots of immigrants from uh, from Europe. So we had a lot of Dutch people, obviously, because at the time it was still under Dutch rule. Uh, and also there were a lot of English people. And so the story goes, according to this book, again, if I remember it correctly, that the Dutch would, the Dutch families would celebrate St. Nicholas Day on the 5th of December and the mm -hmm. kids would get to um, put their shoes by the hearth in the expectation. So this is how it goes in, in the Netherlands. You put your shoe by the hearth where maybe at the time it was a stocking, but um, you put your shoe by the hearth. Footwear. And, um, footwear, exactly. Um, and sure. uh, you leave something nice out for St. Nicholas's horse because he rides a Palomino horse. Um, wow, that is specific. 
and and then in the morning you wake up and then the the shoe has been miraculously filled with maybe some small gifts and definitely some sort of specific treats that you only get around mm. the time of Sinterklaas. Ah. And so the story goes that the Dutch were doing this and obviously the kids of the Englishmen were like, wait, why do you have man. that? Why don't we have that? <laughs> exactly, WTF. And they were like, well, we can't just start, you know, celebrating the Saints Day that we've never heard of. You know what we'll do? We'll just sort of co-op that and use it at Christmas time. So that's where you get stockings from. It's where you get the concept huh. of St. Nicholas from. And that's where wow. it sort of then slowly... Okay, I can see now why you were cross when I said, he's known by many names. The Dutch name is this, the English name is that. And you're like, hold the fucking phone. No, yeah, it's not. You shut up. (laughs) You shut up your face. You get your hat, filthy claws off my Sinterklaas. He's ours. Okay, can I ask them, so Sinterklaas? Sinterklaas, yeah. Sinterklaas, what what does that mean if you were to translate as directly as possible from Dutch to English? Um, it's She's sort thinking. of a bastardization of um, St. Nicholas. So oh, okay. it's since, uh, mm-hmm. and then, so instead of saying St. Nicholas, it's, it's sort oh, of I squished see. together since to make it nickname Sint- us. To yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sint- so Nicholas, it's just Sint- a compression. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a compression. I think, though, we can all agree that the Hawaiians put us in the shade here with Shaka Santa. <sighs> That's Come such on, a cool... That awesome. Which is just the best. Did, did we solve your puzzle uh, how you expected us to? Pretty much. There were elements. So, mm, okay. I I had a couple of issues here in that I liked, I wanted one where you, I had to like, you had to drag the names of all the reindeer out from pure memory with no prompting at all. Because um, I thought, I bet a lot of people would find that quite hard. We all think, think we know them. And then I'm yeah, Jamie I think you've come across fucking... two people who just really like that song. So I just fucking love Christmas. Yeah, yeah. three well, seconds into the episode, and you're like, "Oh, the reindeer!" Bam, 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 bam. These guys, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Wow. It's that's been drilled into my brain. There's a scene in the film Jingle All the Way where mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character tries to win a Turboman doll by guessing in a radio contest the names of all of Santa's reindeer, and he repeats it over and over again in his head to tr- make sure that he wins. So mm. that's been just burned into my memory at Christmas time. Okay, fair enough, Arnie. This one's on you. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, the bit with the the ends of the reindeer names and you just get the last two letters. Mm. I was hoping there'd be a bit more screwing around on that, that it would take you much longer to realise that it that those were the reindeer names. Unfortunately, not only did we have both Jamie and Olicos who are into this, you'd also already gone to look at the bits of reindeer and retrieved the photograph. Uh, the photograph was hidden in various places in different versions of this puzzle. I but I eventually left it out reasonably open because I wanted something accessible that I could bring you to if you couldn't remember the names of all the reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) I I need some way to give it to them without it just Mm. being like, it's these. Uh, If they can't, so I'll just leave it in a different area that they'll definitely look at afterwards. And you looked at it first, you bastards. Um, (laughs) Every time. Uh, But yeah, more fool me for not hiding that behind something better. So yes, that went by very quickly. However, you it was fascinating, you guys dealing with the bits of reindeer, because you immediately came to the correct conclusion, right, we've got to Frankenstein ourselves with some reindeer here, immediately came to that conclusion. But it, it was like you thought there was some extra level of process of elimination that you could somehow mm. do to come to an answer. Mm. When certainly from my angle, it was obvious that you were still lacking a piece of information. You knew you needed deer power. You knew you needed a lift. You knew they both had these things. But you didn't really have any idea how those two two factors were created. Um, mm. And I'd hidden the clue 
in uh, the intro, which, by the way, I do in every single episode. I do. Every single time there's something hidden in the intro, which is very relevant. And yet they don't (laughs) learn, people. They don't learn. (laughs) I'm going to write that down now. And for the next one, I'll be... I'll be recording your intro. I mean, even after you went back to it twice, we were still like, yeah, okay, yeah, bits of reindeer, cool, right, so yeah, about yeah. this thing. I, yeah. I, I I, was trying to Sudoku it, like logic, puzzle it, yeah, yeah. okay, get rid yeah. of the grey, get rid of the white, okay, but yeah, I think, Anarchus, you've clocked it straight away, uh, the link with the deer power in the lift. Yes, and, uh, yeah, I did. When we went back again, you you clocked the image of the two sets of legs. And like in the the, the last um, room I made for Controlled Escape, where there was the reverse Venn diagrams puzzle, hmm. uh, one of my better ones, I feel like, I hit upon this thing that it, no, it's all, it's all about overall meaning. That that that's a really, a really nice way of approaching something. That if you deconstruct it, it falls apart and it means nothing. So you're mm. not picking a bit of information out of something. You have to look at the overall thing. Like, what is the actual mm. picture? Close my eyes. What am I seeing in in front of me? Like, what is being described? Mm. And then I feel like it was relatively clear. You've got the front legs sailing off into getting stuck in a tree up in the air and the hind legs powering into the ground, um, still digging away deer power and lift. Uh, I thought about putting in, like actually putting in the, the words lift and, and power in there, but it felt too obvious. You put power in there for the hind legs. Which I did, is, actually, Which, yeah. by the way, yeah, which, by the way, is the only way that I would have gotten it because I was oh, kind yeah. of going, but... But because they're both sort of pawing away. So in my head, I was like, mm. I don't know which is which. Yeah, so because yeah. you had power for the hind legs, I was like, oh, well, that must be the power. Because oh. equally, if you've mm. got really strong hind legs, that could be lift because that could, you know, propel you up and out. Yeah. So I think clearly the image about one of them being up above you into a tree didn't land as this thing is floating. Yeah, I, I, my, I, in my head, I pictured it as it was snagged on like a branch or something. Like it was, it was literally oh, in the tree, doing that as opposed to floating. I, I didn't. I could see it heading up, but again, I was just like, I, I guess I overthink it then, because mm. I did the same on on all like SATs and stuff. I would kind of go, but wait, because it could also be something <laughs> completely different. And of course, mm. you're supposed to go for the. Uh, instant obvious answer. I'm just rereading it now. Animated in a grim parody of life, continue to gallop uselessly into an overhead branch, hovering oddly. It's that... So I, I clearly thought hovering oddly mm. was enough, and it clearly mm. wasn't enough. To give that more clarity, I needed to find a way... Uh, just a better way of describing that, no, no, these things are floating. Yeah, I think just in midair would be enough. Yeah, float, there's nothing, yeah, nothing around midair it. would have been would have been the way for yeah. you to go, okay, no, no, they have the power flight. Mm. Yeah, okay, cool. Were I to have my time again, or were I to want to go back and edit this and make you guys look really thick? <laughs> There's not much work required for me to make that happen for me, John. You're okay. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I feel like as long as we still solved it. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did well, yeah. Everything else hung together pretty well, uh, apart from the what is exploring the sleigh bit. Uh, but that's fair, I guess, because it's, it's, it's difficult with... With with a big item with various things in it, you don't want it to just to just give it to people and they say, "I look at the sleigh." Okay, here's mm. this this thing over here, and this thing over here, and this thing over mm. there. Yeah, I guess to cue you into that better, I probably should have described like maybe described the specific angle you can see from very in, in some detail. Yeah, and only that mm. uh, to encourage you to go. Okay, I want to move around to the side. I want to have a look inside the cabin. I want to. Sit on the yeah. seat and want to all this stuff. I actually thought that you would um look inside, like examine Santa's arms and sleeves and things, and find the hip flask that oh, way. No. But um, 
<laughs> that would be far too gruesome. <laughs> we, we just ripped it off. <laughs> said you, you prized his cold, dead hands. I'm the Santa We just now. used his amputated <clears throat> arms to reanimate some reindeer. I mean, that's Panda. useful. I'm keeping that shit. Hmm? Like you can you can make some good money off uh, of of magic Santa hands. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Ah, oh, the good old Christian laying on of hands. They love that stuff. Those Christians. Hi. I, think, I think we we had some uh, creative interpretations of how we solved some of the end game bits. Com- I completely forgot mm. about the polar bear. Completely forgot about the skin. polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the one innocent in all of this, really. Oh, but oh, serving oh, a high level reindeer, obviously. Say, you mean. The way he runs his workshop, it's probably mm. like a Tesla factory. It's not going to be good. <laughs> Oof. Man, I love that. That's the metaphor that's <laughs> through. <laughs> Santa goes to the Elon Musk school of business. Oy. Just he's made it successful. Well, what, or, Santa or um, Elon? Is that where Santa. Elon Musk learned his business? Oh, shit. Yeah, just Santa's Santa. enterprise was like, this guy only works one day a year. <laughs> and he's almost like I like this this is and he gets and, all of the yeah. credit yeah actually what well, this is ridiculous Santa does Santa does the like the last mile the last 50,000 miles um, delivery run makes none of the toys depending on which origin story we're looking at here Klaus is a beautiful oh. film by the way mm-hmm. uh, if you would like a Santa origin story that involves him making the toys and also brings tears to my dark dark heart um Santa makes none of the toys. The elves do all of the work. He delivers them and go, hey, the Santa show. Oh, that's so great. Give me some mince pies and brandy. All of the brandy and meth. <laughs> Especially um, the meth. But also, also those reindeer, uh, they consistently get labeled as male. Um, and I think mm. we've learned in recent years that um, male reindeer lose their antlers in winter. Correct. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely correct. Uh, yes, you're spot on. So, indeed, all of Sandy's reindeer are definitely, definitely female. Uh, now, you clearly already knew this. I found this, and I'm not joking here, on the State of Alaska Department of Fish and Game website. Yes, of course. Which has an extensive description of Sandy's reindeer. Uh, describing Other people go on TikTok, but no, John hangs out at the Alaskan <laughs> Department for Game and Fishing website. Hey, look, they they <laughs> say the uh, they have an infinite life expectancy until hit by a Russian S three hundred missile. Clearly, they that'll are do immune it. from the coronavirus. <laughs> <They're immune laughs> from <laughs> That's what the vaccine's made from. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tested it extensively by coughing in their reindeer's face. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> even have a Latin name. Would you like to hear it? So, Let's do it. Um, the uh, Latin name for a standard reindeer is Rangifer tarandus granti. Uh, and, oh, hang on, that's a subspecies. Ranga, uh, so they're all Rangifer tarantus, and Santa's reindeer are Rangifer tarantus St. Nicholas magicalis. <laughs> no. Which is absolutely so charming. And you want to. Get said information. It is on the Alaska Department of Fish and Game website. Santa's reindeer can be found there. Magicalis. And you can even listen to the sound of the animal uh, on that uh, on that website. And if you do that, you get jingle bells. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mating call of the of the Santa's <laughs> it reindeer. Is, like, little jingling bells. It's lovely. Very very charming. Well done to the good soul <laughs> who was presumably some kind of intern there. <laughs> 
on a, a slow day and went, you know what I'm going to do? No one's going to find out. No one's going to. No know. one's going to spot this, and I'm. No one's going to broadcast real, this. I'm going to get real detailed. <laughs> Latin for. <laughs> is magicalis Very a Latin good. word, or is that like a Harry Potter Latin word? I mean, it, it, I'm sure if J.K. Rowling were here, J.K. We we we'd bring you on. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> no, we, no, we wouldn't. No, we. Yes, we have morals. I don't have morals. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think it's. I don't know. I don't speak Latin. I'm not a Roman. Yeah. No one uses Latin anymore, par se. <laughs> Actually, my um, my nephew now goes to a uh, what's called a gymnasium school in the Netherlands. And um, it's it's basically any other kind of high school apart from that. Um, you take Latin and or Greek as a subject for at least wow. four years. Wow. Um, and oh. his school teaches living Latin. So his teacher, like teaches latin as if it is still a living language that is cool but is it called um, a gymnasium school oh yeah. that's from the german gymnasium if you do yeah so gymnasium so it's it's oh, okay. uh gymnasium if you if you go to that school then you will have i think in my case it was at least it's posh school i think it's, it's at least it's, four it's grammar years. school basically um and it's a tiered system at least in germany it's a tiered system with an exam it's not necessarily posh but it is for the clever clogs hmm ah so you don't, you don't have to be posh to go there. You just have to be... But it's the clever clogs as deemed by test at like 11 years old. Mm. And yes. let me tell you, were I to go back in time to 11-year-old John and test him, <laughs> he would fuck it. <laughs> Whereas now, he would fuck he it. He would fuck it. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um no he yeah 11 year old john would probably not make that i don't think i mean it's, i mean on the plus side you didn't have to learn latin so that's you know this is true this is true could be useful i really enjoyed learning latin i mean Did i've forgotten most I, of it i imagine but... it's because it's it's kind of the big origin language of a lot of european languages it is languages. so incredibly useful um now i took a lot of languages so i had Dutch and English, which were compulsory, and I had uh, German, French, and Latin. Bloody hell. Um, nice. You take more subjects in the Netherlands. Uh, you take a minimum of seven, or at least when I graduated, you took a minimum of seven. Um, and um, for your A-level uh, equivalent. Um, oh, God. And, and it's been so incredibly useful three. having that Latin, because I took it for six years. So wow. it, it really helps with my understanding of Spanish, of French, of Italian. <laughs> Yeah, so of, is it is it that it's a yeah. kind of a sort of over overarching umbrella of of structure and and likely ways that languages around Europe will will deconstruct and will be put back together that kind of gives you I don't know just sort of gives you a lens to look at it all through. I think it's, I mean, generally speaking, it's it's you know it's how the neurons in your brain work. The more you, the more languages you learn, the easier it is for you to learn and understand mm. languages. Um, <laughs> Because the language pathways in your brain are just really, um, they, they turn into really super pathways. Um, but I think with Latin and especially sort of the, the languages that have come from Latin, there are just so many um, bases of words that you know or that you understand because you know what mm. ab means, you know what ad means, you know what, you know. Um, mm. And so there are a lot of things that I can kind of deduce just sort of. So you have a load, of, some a load of like shortcuts yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, you have a head start. And because they all, because, you know, Spanish and, and French and Italian um, all come from, from that same base. 
Here's a few fun facts about the decline of Latin in the United Kingdom uh, that I learned from the British History Podcast, which is a podcast about British history, uh, written and produced by an American. Um, so that's odd. <laughs> but he does a really good job. And like episode one, I think they're about 400 episodes in. Episode one, he goes, okay, 25,000 years ago, this was roughly what things looked like in Britain. Let's go from there. And I think, no, he's more like 500 episodes in by now. And I think William the Conqueror is now on the throne. Wow. So that's the level of detail, folks. That is anyway, cool. Um, the Roman Empire broke up with Britain by letter. <laughs> Genuinely, letter. The legionaries got pulled out to go and defend the, well, I think more, less to defend and more to take part in a civil war in the kind of the Central European Empire. And uh, the Emperor of Rome whose name I forget, wrote a letter to the British people that almost literally said, um, look to your own defence. Sorry. <laughs> and no more troops. So the legionaries all buggered off and Roman Britain slowly over the next couple hundred years, maybe next hundred years, just sort of fell apart. The last people to be speaking Latin in Roman Britain were the Welsh. Ooh. by a considerable distance. And the reason is that the geography um, separating the Welsh kingdoms from the rest of Britain was difficult enough mm. that other invading forces just didn't get there for ages, basically. They were able yeah. to more or less continue their way of life and their way of speaking much longer uh, than the rest of the country. So yes, the oh. last Latin speakers in the United Kingdom were Welsh. Love keeping those traditions alive. Yeah. That's the thing with the Welsh. Also, the reason why um, St. Patrick, uh, the patron saint of Ireland, uh, who is a Welshman, was actually called Patricus and uh, would have oh. spoken fluent Latin. So there you go. That's some good knowledge. Yeah. I like Bits it. Bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. See, Latin would have been way more useful. I, I put my lump in with ancient Egyptian for four years. That turned out to be as useful as... A chocolate yeah, teapot. Jamie, okay, I feel like today is the day, right? Turn of the new year. I need to what, hear more what, about this. Yeah, what the hell went down with <laughs> you and being an Egyptologist? Okay, because I think of you, when I introduce you, like to, as in like, say, oh, one of the producers is Jamie, I say, he's a disgraced Egyptologist. We just leave it at that. Disgraced, no less. I mean, that makes it sound like you were, you know, ne necrotizing the mummies. I mean, yeah, it's... were you giving mummies some, yeah. There's not much to tell. It just involves 30 days in Luxor, a jacuzzi, 300 bottles go. of Stella, a box of grenades, and seven days on the no-fly list. Mucky business. I won't bore you with it. Every time it's different. <laughs> Prick. Every time. It's a lot less interesting than I've actually like made it out to be. The myth is bigger than the uh, the reality of this stage. Oh, I'm sure. The elevator pitch with, is quite funny. Things. I will say that six months after we left, or the whole you know fiasco kicked off, the Arab Spring happened. Not saying we were in, in any way connected to that. We're in a different part of the country. Okay, so, right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold there. So, whatever happens to your career as an Egyptologist happens. <laughs> Six months later, the biggest wave of discontent to hit North Africa in, you know, since Carthage um, happens, and you're like, nope, nothing to do with me. I wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. Different, different end of the country entirely. Okay, I have to. Did ask, you find you... my fingerprints on it? <laughs> um, any, oh. any other Christmas nuggets from your puzzle, Sojourn? Ooh, I don't think so. I think that was everything. I mean, you you never get to see the white hot fear in my face. So there was a. Oh, okay, yeah. Here's one. There was a moment don't we? where I. 
Well, don't I re- we? Well, maybe you guys see. The listeners don't get to see it. <laughs> no. Um, maybe they hear it. And listeners, there's a moment in the in the puzzle sode where Onokos is talking about the forelegs and the hind legs, and they talked about it for a while. And she said something, and it was about um, it was about one of them being missing, or one of them. Who was it? Was it? That was it. Yes, it was the brown set of hind legs. So I had written down the the combinations that this could be done in, which was basically just, I think, just two. No, so I'd written hind legs, not white in case it's Rudolph. Blitzen, brown with white spots, or Dancer, brown. I had not realized that there was another set of brown legs that apart Mm. from Dancer, which was Prancer. Um, Fuck. (laughs) Uh, so I, that I'd, I'd made sure that Blitzen had white spots on, on the brown legs so that that can be confused, but I'd forgotten about Prancer <laughs> and I thought, oh God, the numbers won't work. Oh no, no, no. There's no way to tell the two pairs of brown legs apart at all. I didn't think of anything. Shit, shit, shit. And then as if you guys read my stupid little mind, you said, oh, well we could just use, and who was it? It was probably Anikos. You 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 carried was... that entire part of the puzzle. <laughs> I just you saw used... eighty DP and forty DP, and I put them together. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yes, you used someone else. I used uh, Blitzen well, well. for the hind legs. Hmm. I think I used Dasher for the fore legs, and then and I the used other Cupid for the hind legs on the other one. And I don't know who we used. I think Jamie took over on that one on the four legs because I think at yes that point, because I was there were also a, a set hind of legs. Like hind legs and Cupid happened so Cupid wasn't intended to be used at all and I just bashed in some numbers for the other ones you know to <laughs> noise to hide the information in and thank god I happened to write for Cupid a high enough number for dear power that the sum still worked <laughs> nice. because at that point you were in totally unknown territory for me and I was looking at my sheet of info going oh no 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 <laughs> I've done this wrong. <laughs> I've done it right. Because nice. I wasn't sure whether there was more than one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd been clever enough or spent enough or had had enough uh, time to come up with different combinations that would work. I, I I wrote down random numbers, made sure there was a combination that it would work in and a few things that you definitely shouldn't do. Like, for example giving Rudolph no useful features apart from the nose. Mm. Um, so that all white legs were a bad idea and then putting some other white legs in there so you had to go, oh, no, no, shit, don't use a white leg. It could be Rudolph. That's what I wanted to happen. And you guys saw through that immediately but then used the same logic in the other direction to find another set uh, of white legs for the other side that would do the job. So, sorry, another set of brown legs that would do the job. So, well done, you. Very good. Oh, there you go. I can't take really any of their credits. I think that because that was. All, yeah, Jamie, all you all weirdly you. checked out of that section. I saw. Well. I saw that section. I was like, okay. So I tried to logic puzzle it first, and then once we got more information, I tried to then. I think I was trying to do like simultaneous maths. So, okay, one leg has the DP and the lift. And working oh, out together, and I got I got maths blindness. Yeah. And then even after we'd realised that one set of legs was the the depot, one set of legs was the lift, my brain was just like, no, 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 no. There are two sets of numbers, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to add those up together. I'm like, oh, no. At that point, my brain just started doing the magic roundabout theme. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that we got the lift right because I was focusing so hard on the... Actually, it was because you got the lift, Jamie, because you were like, oh, if we do this one and this one, then we've got... Oh, I tried. Oh, that's... Like, <laughs> okay, I'm glad somebody's paying attention to that because I'm only looking at the deer power. Yeah, there was a lovely moment there where Oracus was finally reaching the end of her rope with it and Jamie went, okay, back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Just that yeah, final moment with lucidity. Again, having been buggered off in a corner doing something for about 10 minutes. Just rocking back right. and forth. <laughs> Have my little break. <laughs> Getting cheery on his methamphetamines. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's yeah, what it I was. I was genuinely, yeah. I, I'd gotten to a point where I, I, like, in my mind's eye, there were just legs strewn about everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, why did we not do the IKEA thing where you sort them out into the piles and you check, have I got oh, everything I need yeah. before you oh. actually start assembling it? Because that's what I would normally do with an I'll, IKEA kit. Always check I, your, your ingredients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's, um, there's a way to you that that's a method to divide people in the same way that you could you could definitely do corporate uh recruitment by shoving people into an escape room and then just watching them mm. because at a certain point they're gonna forget why they're there and they're just gonna try and do the room and then you get to meet them it's like taskmaster sorry taskmaster it's the reason taskmaster is so much fun because at a certain point the comedian personalities collapse and you meet these people mm -hmm. yeah. and that's glorious just just so good <laughs> watching somebody suffer watching somebody suffer with something that does not matter yeah actually because yeah. watching somebody suffer with something that is of great import could be very painful and very difficult but watching somebody suffer over something that means nothing is glorious fun on that point i think it would be amazing to have a version of the show Gogglebox, but it's just escape room gms reacting mm. to CCTV footage of teams absolutely <laughs> oh losing God. their shit over the most banal puzzles. Oh, but also like trying to give hints. You'd need yeah, you'd yeah. need a mic there and it would have to be a live GM. Whilst <laughs> trying to stifle like, giggles. Put the set of drawers down. <laughs> don't defecate <laughs> no, in no, that, no. sir. No, don't, don't listen to me. I don't know anything about this. I'm How many legs there. does the average reindeer have? You've got too many legs. <laughs> <laughs> so i have a story here i may have told it before on this show i mean we're 300 episodes in guys i'm sorry if i've repeated myself at some point <laughs> but when i was a kid my sisters were really into horse riding and i did some horse riding myself not as much as them but i did some and i was once sat on a horse and i remember the horse's name the horse was called moody a pony would be a, a more accurate description because i was smaller then um moody was lovely moody was very even-tempered and tolerated me and i was sat on moody uh, in a class of several kids and the teacher was stood in the sand looking up at us uh doing this little kind of quiz and at one point she asked with a little glimmer in her eye how many legs does a horse have and i looked down and checked <laughs> i was like look over one two three four it's got four. Four. Oh wait no there's five <laughs> oh, it's a boy horse. <laughs> and there's a girl horse over there. Um, yeah, no, I don't know why I checked to this day. I mean, I guess the evidence was right there beneath me. I, I, I could check, and it was there, and it was possible. So I thought, better be sure. Employ the scientific method, John. That's yeah, yeah. But that's the most conscientious thing I've ever done. <laughs> the last thing you it's want. All downhill from there. <laughs> the last yeah. thing. That's. You? <laughs> it's the most sure I've ever been of anything in my life was that that horse had four legs. Before you get on the horse, check. <laughs> Have you kicked its uh, four legs? What's oh, the pressure God. like? It's got a stabilizer now. Great. 
I'm extra safe. Oh, God. Tripod. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Lovely. Before we go, how's Christmas looking for you guys? I mean, I say this, this will come out after Christmas has been. So, no, this is a better game. How did Christmas go, guys? Give me, yeah, give me your, uh, your rundown mm. on how your Christmas went. Um, it was really lovely. There was a lot of food. Um, mm-hmm. There were boxes of Quality Street that had to be hidden from my kids. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, 2023 box of Quality Street that are half the size that they used to be. Fuckers. Quality Street, I hope you're listening. I mean, that's happening everywhere because mm. inflation, cost of living, everything Isn't is more expensive. Though? Isn't it amazing that the term inflation means things ending up being smaller? And that's the same weird, money. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's what they started that's using. So they started using the term shrinkflation now yeah. to describe why Freddo bars are more expensive and yet smaller. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted now because I've I've noticed recently that butter is no longer sold in packs of 250 grams, but in packs of 200, 200 grams. And it yeah. feels meaner. But anyway, so my Christmas, I'm, I'm going to predict, um, was jolly... Um, the children got very hopped up on much too much sugar mm. and they got a lot of toys that we now have to find space for in our house. <laughs> mm. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. I am going to say that at Christmas, which is now in the past, definitely, that the 15 people that my sister decided she could host for Christmas in a two-up, two-down terraced house in Cardiff with a kitchen the size of a postage stamp was ambitious. (laughs) That the turkey dinner had to be done in sittings. The turkey wouldn't fit in the oven, so ended up having to be sawed open uh, and, and put in there in shifts. They couldn't easily saw it so we ended up going and getting a wood saw from a neighbor to cut the turkey we sterilized it first naturally okay. to you know slice up the turkey uh my dad made so many attempts to take control over the kitchen because he is a walking robot butler <laughs> and cannot not do that uh fueled as he is by the urge to ruin as many cups of tea as possible mm. Uh, because my God, Dad, just stop. Just let people make their own cups of tea, Dad. Please, just just let them. <laughs> it's not your house, Dad. It's not your house. Put the kettle down and back away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back away, man. Um, so I'm going to say that happened. Uh, my sister lost her rank at one point with my mum, but my mum was so deaf that she didn't notice and just carried on regardless. <laughs> that we ate said turkey in our shifts and it was fine until my other sister's husband's dad who is welsh as they come found out that i once made a joke in mirtha about margaret thatcher and a claw hammer whilst at my friend's wedding and doing his best man speech don't do that if you're ever listening if you're ever in mirtha (laughs) you don't don't talk about thatcher don't talk about Thatcher. with, with, but with a claw hammer, that sounds like a, it could end up being a positive joke. She was murdering a miner. No! Other way around. That's how <laughs> oh, you yeah, no. read the room, John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> know your audience, dead. dude. The claw hammer goes towards Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then everybody ends up cheering. <laughs> quite so, quite so. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, that that happens. I lose my rag at him for yelling at my sister we have a full-on fight in which my other sister's husband does not know what to do with his loyalties truly 
split and instead cuddles their dog, who then wheezes on the floor. In the meantime, uh, my daughter is telling her cousin, who is two, all about death. <laughs> because she's just found out that uh, people die. Also, she then tells him that Santa got shot down by a Russian anti-aircraft missile because she's been asleep in the room above me this entire time. And I say asleep in the most optimistic way you can imagine. And that is how my Christmas went. I, I'd like to, to think that doing all this in the midst of the chaos, right as it reaches its crescendo, mm. there's one voice and one person starts singing in a very weak low tone so here it is merry christmas and then you all start to join in and you forget all your strife and you start singing the credits roll and and the wonderful. turkey burns sets the oven on fire and we all have to evacuate my sister loses her mortgage but not before somebody slips on the dog's wee on the floor oh yeah yeah foreshadowing yeah. Check. somebody slips on the wee while yes. you're trying to leave yeah. the house it's Chekhov's piss it's gonna happen 100% <laughs> and possibly that person gets trampled yeah the two year old walks out the door asking mummy daddy what is death <laughs> End and then freeze frame. And that's how we do it. Is Santa like dead? It. Um, just just to contrast that, I think my my okay. my Christmas. Uh, Give it, us some sunshine and light, Jamie. My, my Christmas involves a bacon sandwich at seven a.m. That is a fun Christmas tradition that needs to happen. Christmas breakfast is always ones. a bacon sandwich. I love the weird one. Um, luckily, but it's both not sets, that weird. My my, my <laughs> bacon sandwich is fine, right? But but no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like weird little stuff like, for example, on Christmas Day, I I I eat a pork pie. Oh, nice. I don't know why. Like this, this ended up being a thing because for some reason at Christmas, my parents would have a pork pie in a small one as if they were about to reenact Great Expectations, you know. <laughs> like it would just be there and I'd have a slice of pork pie for breakfast for reasons that I still don't understand. Tradition. So now I'm 35 and I just kind of expect it. Even my wife knows <laughs> that at Christmas I'm going to do that. But it, 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 it's, it's those things that make Christmas. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, bacon, mm. bacon sandwich for breakfast. Uh, luckily, both my parents and my wife's parents live within a 10-minute walk from each other in Merthyr. Um, so we're hitting, oh, we're hitting both, both sets of parents on Christmas Day. Um, my son will probably get copious amounts of books. Hopefully, I'll get copious amounts of Lego and mead, which would be lovely. Uh, Not together. Not together. Sticky. We'll see. We'll see how the day goes. Uh <laughs> And then after Christmas lunch, back home in time for the Doctor Who Christmas special, which is back on on Christmas Day. And I'm so fucking happy that Doctor Who has a Christmas special again. It was a tradition for a long time. They stopped it and it made me sad. And now it's back. So the world is back as it should be. Very good. Very good. That was a suitably warm and optimistic note to end our recollections <laughs> of our Christmases on. <laughs> and I hear the bell tolling not for our souls or for santa's uh but telling us to piss off home out of the pub this drag bar closes at 1am and this drag <laughs> so santa is giving us a stern look this he's santa themed drag bar <laughs> the bouncers the, the 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 drag act is doubling as the as the security lovely looking Very amazing good. in his glitter beard well done guys thank you so much for joining me that was a good fun puzzle i'm glad i hope you have had and I'm going to have, at the same time, a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And a very Happy New Year. And you, dear listener, I hope you have 
and have had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. God bless you all. And on that note, I'll say good night. Nighty night. Good night. Here's a 2024. More podcasts, bitches. Yeah.